Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 are you ready for the word praise him this is pastor pearson of word of faith christian center here in sunny san antonio texas a bible believing bible teaching church where jesus christ is lord and you'll never be bored i want to welcome our you back to our radio broadcast and to pray is being a blessing to you and yours so sit back and relax as i bring a message from the word of god just for you But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Brothers and sisters, it's really true. God Almighty desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree. To pay sins dead in full for you and me. And make that opportunity available to you and me. But unfortunately, although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't have it and even seem to not care. They don't even try to have an intimate relationship with God. And if they do want to, they don't know how to. The Bible lays out for us proven pathways we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. All of us who are children of God should want to know what those pathways are so that we can do what we need to do to have and enjoy increased intimacy with the God who loves me and you. Then we can reap all the benefits of having an intimate relationship with God. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Second Chronicles chapter 20, let's read. It says, and it came to pass... After this also, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the the Ammonites came also Jehoshaphat to battle. Then then there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, there cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be as as Azantamar, which is in Gebi, in Gedi, praising. And Jehoshaphat feared, but it says also, not only did he fear, and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Who did he seek? The Lord. The Lord. The Bible says the Lord. But this is Lord in caps, capital letters, L-O-R-D, which is talking about Jehovah, if you speak in Greek, Yahweh, if you speak in Hebrew. He's talking about Jehovah. If you speak in Greek, Yahweh, if you speak in Hebrew, this is the name of the self-existing, self-revealing God. This is the name of the self-existing, which means he exists apart from any situation or circumstance, which is good news, which means when he comes to handle this situation, he's not caught up in the middle of it like you are. He's apart from it. And so since he's self-existing, there's nothing that exists that can change his existence, which means that this can't affect him. And you're seeking the one that it can't affect. But he's not just a self-existing, he's the self-revealing God. Which means he'll show himself to you. He'll reveal things to you. 
He'll reveal to you himself. He'll reveal to you what you need to know. He'll reveal to you whatever's necessary in order to cause you to be successful at what it is he do. This is also the personal name of God. Yahweh, Jehovah. It is the personal name of God, L-O-R-D in caps. This is the personal name of God. This is good because when he sought God, he sought the Lord. He sought Yahweh. He sought Jehovah. He sought God by his personal name. See, Jehoshaphat was not calling on an impersonal God at this time. One that he don't know. He was calling on a personal God. One that he does know. And see, God wants you to call on him personally from a position of what you know about him. Because he's Jehovah somebody to you. Come on now, because whatever name is attached to the Jehovah tells you what he promises and covenants to do in the middle of your life. That this is what I'm going to do. That you can bet your bottom dollar you'll never hear yourself holler, I did not come through based upon the name that I gave you. That if I told you I was Jehovah Jireh, then I am your provider. And which means that provision is what I just promised you. Provision is what I just covenanted with you. I told you the end from the beginning and what is the end? That provision is what's going to manifest itself to you. So I don't care what you don't have now. You got me and I am Jehovah Jireh. And it's personal to me because this is his personal name. And he called upon God in his personal name. He's calling on a personal God. He's personally calling upon a personal God. He don't need nobody else to do it for him. He said, I'm doing this one myself. I don't need nobody. I didn't assign this to nobody per se. I did it myself. Now, others can come in here with me, but I don't need you to come for me because I'm doing this one myself. See, God is inviting us to do these things ourselves. That it's good to have folk with us, but we don't have to need nobody to do it for us because it's personal. Somebody say it's personal. Praise God. He called upon his personal name. He was personally called upon the personal God personally, which means our calling upon God needs to become personal. Whereas we calling upon him and say, I need you to come to me. I need you to handle me. I need you to answer me. I need you to come deal with me. I'm calling upon you personally. Praise God. And see, the personal God likes to get personal. Praise God. Because if it was a far away God, he would have said, no, you come deal with me like you far away. You don't know me like that. But he said, no, you come on, talk to me personally because you do know me like that. I've revealed myself to you. I've showed you who I am. I've showed you what I'll do. I'll show you how I'm going to come through. And so even in the midst of the situation, Jehoshaphat, come seek me and I'll do what I always do. And that's what I'm going to come through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does it say that he did? I'm glad you asked. Praise God. Let's keep looking. It says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all all of Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Look at that. All the cities of Judah, not some of the cities, all the cities of Judah joined in with him. And they gathered themselves together to be able to ask help of the Lord. That word ask right there means to search out by any method, specifically in worship or in prayer. But it's to ask in any method, which means that they all just asking. Each one of them asking the way they know to ask. Everybody else asking the way that they know they are. You know, they might use different words. They all got the same intent. We want an answer. Praise God. That might not mean nothing to you. But the Bible says one put a thousand to fight. Two put ten thousand to fight. What happens when you got a whole city coming together and everybody in the city that's coming together to be able to ask of God something? What would they ask him of? Help? Praise God. I, I, they asked him for help. I like that. 
Notice that the word help is italicized. <laughs> you got a King James, you notice that the word help is italicized, which means it was added in by the translators. It's trying to bring more clarity. But read it without it. Praise God. Read it without it. It says, and Judah gathered together themselves together to ask of the Lord. To ask of the Lord. I personally love that. Because help is not what they were particularly sought from the Lord. They sought him. Help is not what they had was coming to get. They wanted him. Because see, a lot of people come for help, but they don't come for him. And they dishonor a personal God by not coming after God, but they want what God got to give. I know what I'm talking about. Because folk want help. Folk want groceries. Folk want money. Folk want you to come do this. They want that. But most of them don't want him. That's why Jesus, praise God, in scripture, he provided for people, praise God, that didn't ask him. He provided for them, praise God. Remember, he provided for the ones that didn't ask him. Praise God. I ain't going to get into that. That's a whole other teaching. But he provided the meal to the ones he fed to 5,000. Those are people that never asked him. He did it because he wanted to do it. Praise God. Because his love is what initiated. Anytime anything other than God's love initiates it, that's not God. But that's a whole other teaching. I ain't got time for all that right now. Praise God. But the point of the matter is, is that Jesus helped. Praise God. But remember, remember Jesus went over to the other side, got in the boat and went over to the other side because he was finished doing what he was going to do. But then they followed him. They woke up in the morning like, man, that, that guy sure did come through. And so they jumped in their boats and ran over to the other side too and came to Jesus trying to act like they really wanted him. He's like, gee, you know, hey, you know, what's for breakfast? <laughs> what's for breakfast? Praise God. We just want to be with you. Jesus said, look, this is what you do. Eat my flesh, drink my blood. Why? Because bread shouldn't be what you want. What you should want is me. Don't internalize what I give you. Internalize me. Of course, they backed away from that. They're like, man, he crazy. Praise God. Because it showed they didn't really want him. They wanted help. Can I teach you something? You can want help and walk away without it. You can seek help and walk away without it. But you cannot seek God and walk away without him. You cannot seek God and walk away with him. Because he said, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you knock, I'll open the door. But if you're just coming to get what you want to get, you'll walk away without it in store. Because God ain't going to be played. I don't know if y'all know him like that. God ain't going to be played. You can play people. <laughs> I really need this. I got it. And pull on their strings. That, that work on folk. That don't work on God. Tears don't motivate God. Your cries don't motivate God. Faith is what motivates God. Excuse me. Love is what motivates him. Faith is what opens the door to him. So they came to seek him. I like that personally. Y'all don't even have to like that. Why him? Not help. Because he's all you need. And see, the king understood that God is all I need. All I need to do is find out what God has to say about this, and I can work with that. Find out what God has, is, where God is in the midst of this, I can work with that. That's all I need to know. Where's God in this? God, what do I do with this? How do I handle this? Cast my care upon the Lord. Why? Because he cared for me. Because I already know that if I, if I keep thinking about this, then I'm going to end up doing something I ought not do and end up dead like those other folk that they took over like they used to. But I need to know what to do in the middle of this situation because we came to have life and we came to have it more abundantly. We're interested in no death. So they sought him, not his help, because all we need is him. See, when we have him, we have all that we need. When you got God, you got all that you need. 
Now, I know that causes a sink up in here because most folk don't know that up in here. Praise God. And that's that all you need is God. But that's why I'm teaching you that up in here. All you need is God. You don't have a problem. All you need is faith in God. Because if you got faith in God, you already got what's necessary to be able to solve any problem that comes up in the middle of your life. In fact, if you really study scripture and study it in, in, in the way it's supposed to be studied, you'll find out God has already solved everything in your life already. Your job is to find out about it, lined up with it, and then tap into it so you can have it. The healing is already yours because by his stripes she were healed, past tense. The provision is already yours because he's already provided all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Because he's the Lord your shepherd, you shall not want. God has already done all that. The question is, is will you line up with what he says to you? But that's why you don't come to get the help. You come to get him. He is his word. God and his word are one, which means when you go, you're just going to get God. That's what we're going to start doing when we start praying up in here, when we start increasing prayer, times of prayer up in here. Praise God. We ain't going to be coming with a list of things that we want. We're going to just say one thing. God, we want you. That's all we want is you. We want you to show up and do what you do. You to handle things the way you do. We want your way, your will, your actions. We want you. We don't want nothing else but you. We ain't going to have no 57, 511 list of what people want. No, no, we do that one on Saturday. We ain't doing that one on the rest of the days. We're going to pray God up in here. Praise God. God, we seeking you. We want your face. We want your provision. We want your glory. We want your manifestation. We want you. If we don't have nothing and we got you, we got everything we need. If we ain't got nobody and we got you, we got everybody we need. If we got you, we got what we need. We just want you, Lord. We want you in the house. We want, this, we want you up in here. We don't care about more members. We want more God. We don't care about more money. We want more God. We don't care about more jobs and more favor. If we got you, we got the favor. All we want is you, God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? So when them, that city got together and prayed, they prayed for God. Praise God. God, we want you. Hallelujah. Because when you got God, you got everything you need, baby. Why? Because he is our ever-present help in a time of need. He is our joy and our peace. He is our righteousness. He is our everything. We don't need nothing when we got God. So what people coming up against me? I got God. So what folk don't want to be with me? I got God. So, folk, so what folk leave the house? Holla, I got God. What? It's if I am up here. Hundredfold back into your life. Hallelujah. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He'll be with us. Whatever we need. All we need is God. That's why you ain't got to go up there talking about God, what you need. Let me teach you something. Keep your finger here. Or, or ribbon if you got an expensive Bible. Praise God. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Show you a little bit about the God. That's why all you did was ask for God. I just want God. I don't need help. I need I, You my help. Matthew chapter 6. Here's one reason why he ain't got to go up in there begging. Trying to put his list of stuff that he need. Matthew chapter 6. Because he know God personally. Verse 8 tells you what he know about God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 8 says, But be not ye therefore like unto them for, for them. For your God knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. 
God know what you need even before you ask him. That's why I ain't got to give him no list. It ain't like I'm like, you know, illuminating nothing for him. He is the light. Praise God. It ain't like I go up there and say, well, you know, you know, I got this situation. He's like, really? <laughs> My goodness, I'm so glad you told me. Because I wouldn't have known what to do. Tell him, thank you, angels. Thank you, thank you. Praise God. <laughs> Don't work that way. God know what you have need of even before you ask him. That's why all you got to do is go seek God. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 4 says, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the Lord our God. Oh, this gets good right here. He stood before, he stood in the midst of the congregation of Judah and of Jerusalem. That word congregation right there means assembly because we already learned that they assembled together. The whole city came together. He stood in the midst of the congregation. It also translates to company. Oh, it's good to have a company. Praise God. It, it also means multitude, which means there was a whole bunch of them up in there. Praise God. They was all gathered together up in there. Praise God. Amen. Come on, we call it a posse. Posse up, y'all. Praise God. He had a posse that he was running with. Praise God. And, and, and listen to him. It was a congregation of Judah. That word Judah right there means praise, praised or celebrated. Praise, praised or celebrated. What's the significance of that? This assembly of folk that was with him praised God. They still praise God and they celebrate God. See, it's good when you, you're in the midst of troubling times to find yourself in the company of a multitude of praisers. It's good when you find yourself in a jacked up situation that you find yourself in a company of praisers. Hallelujah. Folk who know to praise God, even in the midst of mist. Folk who know how to praise God, even in the middle of a storm. Because a lot of folk don't know how to praise God in the middle of a storm. They know how to praise God in sunny weather, but they don't know how to praise God in stormy weather. But when you can get in the ones that praise and have praised, they already know how to do it. They are experienced at praising God. This is Judah here, baby. These are folk that know how to praise God in the middle of a storm. Because you need to learn to praise God in the middle of the storm. How about this? Praise God, especially in the middle of the storm. Because prayers, praise is an expression of your faith. Praise is an expression of your faith. If there's no praise, it's because there's no faith. But if there's plenty of praise, it's because there's plenty of faith. Because you already know God's got you and God's going to come through and he's going to do what he said he's going to do. See, folk who know how to praise God in the midst of the mess... And know how to praise God in the middle of the storm are usually praying people. It's an interesting coincidence. Praying people are praising people. Now, not praying people are praising people too. Come on now. Folk that don't pray, praise God. They like love, praise God. Shoot, remind them of the club they used to hang out in. Praise God. Get a chance to dance and move around and shake your rump to the front and move your shoulders and who oh, you know, get to get to get to doing stuff. Oh, oh. You know, you know what I'm saying? People ain't got no problem with praising God. Praise is fun. Folk like to praise God. Some folk just like to stay in shape. They like to praise God. They didn't get a chance to go to the gym, so they get to aerobicizing. They get to praise they get to praising God. They get to pray, be looking for water to squirt. Praise God. And then they get to praise God. So first I'm going to pray. That ain't a problem. But in the midst of the storm, the numbers dwindle. 
the numbers dwindle. There's few people that'll praise him in the middle of the storm. It's hard enough to just keep our face, much less tempo and a beat. It's enough for us to show up, much less stand up and praise God. Because when the problem hit, the thrill is gone. <laughs> the thrill is gone away for sure. <laughs> it be gone. It be gone. Ain't no thrill. Folks be looking like, what are y'all dancing around for? Praise God. Because we know God. Praying people are praising people in the midst of the mess. Praying people are praising people in the midst of the mess. Damn the ones that know how to do Why? Because they've been practicing that shot during the good times, and they know how to handle it during the bad times. And they know to keep on praising God. That we don't stop praising his name. We don't stop praising his name. We don't stop, don't stop, don't stop praising his name. Praise God. We just keep on praising his name. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. We, 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 we sing hallelujah anyhow. So he got up in a congregation of praisers, praise God. And look who else? And Jerusalem. That name Jerusalem right there means the habitation of peace, possession of peace, or the foundation of peace. He also got up in the midst of a people that not only know how to praise God, but know how to enter into God's peace. Praying people are people that know how to get into God's peace. That know how to just settle down and just settle in God's lap and just sit there and pray and and do what they do. But this gets good right here. Jehoshaphat started in fear, but he entered into peace and praise through setting himself to seek God in prayer. Jehoshaphat started in fear. Remember, he first got the information. He's like, oh, you know, I mean, for real. You mean, you're supposed to do that. Ain't no wrong with that. That show you alive. Praise God. There's no lack of faith to get alarmed by what's going on. There's no lack of faith for you to get startled by what's going on. There's nothing wrong with that. There's something wrong with you if you don't. Oh, that don't bother me. You lying. You know it do. Praise God. <laughs> or something wrong with you. But at the same time, it's not where you start. It's where do you end. It's not where you start. It's where do you end. Joseph had started in fear, but entered into praise and prayer through setting himself, peace and praise, excuse me, through setting himself to seek God in prayer. See, it's in the place of peace and praise founded in prayer that you will see what God, who, who God really is in the midst of your situation. If you get into prayer in the, midst of, in the midst of a place of peace and in the midst of a place of praise, then you'll get a chance to see God for who he really is. You'll get a chance to see the situations and find out they're not yours, they're really his. You think those are your situations. No, those are his situations. Why? Because you're his. Y'all not hearing me up in here. You're his. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're seeing that it's true, that God really does want to have a close, intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what needs to be done, to take advantage of the pathways to increase intimacy with God that the Bible shares with us that are there for me and you, so that we can walk through those pathways into the awesome opportunity to be in an even closer relationship with God and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're in a more intimate relationship with God. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 
That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the senior saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to an exciting fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. It's called Age of Grace. Age of Grace is a monthly mature adult fellowship for saints ages 55 through 155 from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas. That means the third Saturday of every month from 9.30 a.m. till around 12 noon where our Silver Saints, our Golden Gang, and our Platinum Pack get together for food, fun, fellowship, periodic, inexpensive outings and day trips, and of course, the Word of God. There's no charge, but a free will offering is always taken. If you need a ride, VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So, if you've been blessed to reach the age of grace, that's age 55 through 155, and you're up for hanging out with some other saints your age who love God, love the Word of God, and still love having fun and fellowshipping too, then Age of Grace Fellowship at Word of Faith is the perfect fellowship for you. So come on through and bring some other word-loving, fun-loving saints who are in the Age of Grace with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. And if you're 156 years older, don't worry. Just call me up. I'll get you in. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.